This is Rico Renzi, colorist of Spider-Gwen and Squirrel Girl, and you are listening to Ultimate Spin. Ultimate Spin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the new episode of The Ultimate Spin, the one and only Spider-Man podcast specifically for fans of Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen Stacy. My name is Jack, and in this episode we'll discuss Spider-Gwen number 19, a whirlwind rollercoaster issue that sets up a new story arc and some major surprises. My name is Brian, and if this is your first time checking out our show, head to ultimatespinpodcast.com. There you can also subscribe to the podcast, stream or download older episodes, including interviews with the creative teams, and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our show is by fans and for fans, meaning that we enjoy hearing what you think of these characters and their stories. So don't be shy. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And we are back. We are back. It's been a while uh, due to delays with the issues and technical difficulties on our end and all sorts of stuff, but we are back. No Kyle, unfortunately, listeners. I'm sorry. Sad to but say. Brian and I are going to do our best to uh, soldier on despite all the bizarre technical difficulties. <laughs> and the Kyle-shaped hole in our universe. Of course, of course. And uh, as we do on the show, if you want to catch up, Brian's going to give you a wonderful little recap, listeners, just in case it's been a while since you read it, since the issue's been out for a little while, or you've uh, not had a chance to pick it up yet. And you are listening to this episode. Brian, take it away with the recap. Okay, let's get to it. Spider-Gwen number 19. Madripoor. Fugitive Harry Osborne is desperately trying to contact his friend Gwen for help in calling off his dad. Meanwhile in New York, as George's trial date approaches, Murdoch tightens his grip over the Stacys and commands Spider-Gwen to go after Harry. But there's a twist. She'll be used to test a cure for Harry's condition by hosting a symbiote that will enhance her powers. Accompanied by the hand, Gwen heads to Madripoor, unaware that she and Harry are being followed by none other than the Wolverine. I love where this this series is going, and uh, I'm really, really excited to see... I'd forgotten about Harry, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> I'd forgot, like, it's been so long, I remember us talking, and I think it was one of the first episodes I was a guest on. We're talking about them playing D&D and stuff, and the kind of flashbacks to Peter, Harry, and Gwen hanging out, and how much I enjoyed those issues, and the story and the kind of relationships they built up. They did an amazing job of building the three of them up together, and I'd completely forgotten, like, oh yeah, Harry is still alive, he's still out there. And just the opening of this show was like, wow, yeah. That's a cool thing, and and having his dad come back in as kind of the another force coming after him, and and probably going to drag Gwen into it as well. By the sounds of it, I'm excited to see all the kind of bad guys crossing over and multiple storylines happening at once. Yeah, I mean, especially after the delay, this this issue came screaming out of the gate. And mm. your point about Harry, I mean, I felt this way, and I don't know if you guys listening felt this way as well, but. I read this and I enjoyed it, but I also, I felt a little lost. And I think mm. part of that is due to the schedule. You know, we, we were, they were off for a month uh, and then coming off the crossover, as you mentioned. But I think uh, part of that is also due to just packing in so much content in this issue. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of plot threads uh, happening and there's some, significant uh, motion on all of them. They kind of had that old school Marvel editorial, like 
piping in with like, oh, this happened in, in Weapon of Choice or this was in the Spider-Women uh, crossover and even some cool flashback scenes, I think even just reestablishing how Gwen signed on with Murdoch in the first place. I mean, there's mm. that really beautiful uh, kind of silhouetted panel that uh, Robbie and Rico put together. But I was kind of relying on all that. And even then, I had to go back and kind of fire up some of the older issues. I mean, I went just to scan through them. I went as far back as I think like around 11. And I think that's just a a testament to this to the style of this book. I mean, it is so fast and and so much stuff happening, but at the same time, I don't feel like any of those moments are wasted. I mean, it's easy to kind of say, "Oh, it's just a crossover. You can kind of skip over that." And I know there are a lot of readers that do that sort of thing, but for mm, this series yeah, anyway, sure. like every everything counts like there's a seed of an idea that you know grows into something more and to see them all kind of get pulled in like that was great and so if i have to go back and reread some older issues it's actually a pleasure it doesn't feel like homework or anything to me i just want to make sure i keep up with what's going on so i think i'd mentioned it before sometimes as fun as the series is to follow month to month it it also definitely reads very well in as a trade or in a trade Mm. format even ties back to the the Halloween issue with the Mary Jane scene and them discussing Gwen's um, the fact that she is Spider Woman, right? And kind of discovering that and ah oh, man, all their their reactions and stuff are just so good. I love the Mary Jane so much. They're such a great little supporting cast, and I now feel like we've got this is maybe the most sort of story filled issue we've had in a long, long time, and everything is kind of converging into one thing. We've now got. The subplot of the Mary Jane is trying to work out who she is. When they saw her throw Frank Castle through the window and things like that, they're all a bit kind of, oh, that's weird. Okay. And there's been suspicions going back and forth and some believe it, some don't. And then we now get that. We've also got Harry coming back. We've got Venom coming in. Norman Osborn's in. Matt Murdock is still there. George's trial is going to happen. Like This is a hell of a lot of stuff in one issue. And I agree with you, Brian, that it was a bit tricky to follow, but I'm really excited to see where this goes. More than anything, this feels like the preparation for the big, I don't want to say finale for maybe for Robbie, because he's talked about that before, as I'm sure we'll talk about. But I I think this is going in in a great direction. I can see some real big fireworks happening towards the end of this arc. Speaking of Robbie, let's let's talk about the art in this issue and what we're some of your highlights. I mean, for me, just the cover alone, um, that image, there is so much happening there. Uh, it's worth spending a minute or two just staring at it to take it all in, uh, from, from the hand, like the hand, the ninjas actually sort of spreading out into handprints. That's so, I I didn't notice the handprints at first. I'm not going to lie. It's fantastic, and Robbie's appreciation for horror comics definitely comes through with mm, his uh, flashback of Harry becoming the lizard, and then the Venom Mouse, which was one of my favorite creepy, Ugh. scary things I've seen in, in ages. It was such a cool surprise, um, and it's genuinely terrifying. Yeah, even as the the ooze, for want of a better phrase, is, is dripped onto the the rat it just looks absolutely horrified it has no pupils in its eyes just these yellow cold eyes as it's freaking out and then the 
the sound effects that Robbie gets, that like <laughs> kind of noise that just cascades across two panels, those two panels where the rat is just freaking out. It's yeah, it's straight. It's like something out of the thing or the fly or something like that. It's it's really old school body horror type stuff, and I wonder how Gwen is going to react. Like, it's, is there going to be a very visceral reaction from Gwen uh, taking on the symbiote as well? I'd be intrigued to see if they're going kind of darker, more horror type. And like you said, Robbie's got that influence and that kind of that kind of style suits him really well. So. I'd be interested to see a, a little visual shift in certain panels, and we we got a kind of I feel like a glimpse of that. And Venom is very kind of aimed towards big tongue and teeth and kind of grotesque body horror stuff. And I'd be intrigued to see if we get more and more of that. The more maybe the symbiote tries to take over or something like that, it's going to get more weird and more sci-fi creepy stuff. And the range in this issue is phenomenal too. I mean the issue closes out in Madripoor and just that part of the Marvel earth is, you know, hot and humid anyway. And the art takes on this dreamy, hazy quality with the, yeah, the shining lights. I love it. By the time you bring in just Wolverine, who's just either in silhouette or like extreme close up. I mean, it's so sinister and yet also this great punch the air moment. Like, yes. <laughs> so- and on top of that, he's eating a corn dog and just manages to dispose of it in a very intimidating way, just like whipping the stick out like bullseye or something. Just thring. absolutely. And that shot and that perspective is um, I when, as soon as I saw it, I kind of re- recognize it as the callback to Gwen taking off her costume, which is then itself a callback to Peter leaving his costume in the the dumpster yeah. in the dustbin. And then you've got that kind of shot of the silhouetted superhero character against the lights of the big city, throwing, casting something away and getting ready for the next stage. And I totally got echoes of those kind of classic shots. The the callback that Jason and Robbie did back to the classic Peter Parker, where he, I think it's Spider-Man No More or something like that mm-hmm. is the, the name of the issue. And that, that shot and that perspective perfectly called back to the the rubbish bin and the dumpster there as well. And the kind of, uh, the, is that, I guess that's the corn dog stand, <laughs> um, which is of, of course there has to be corn dogs in, in spider Gwen. We can't not have snacks and food in these issues. Even in Madripoor. <laughs> Even in Madripoor. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how the kind of visual style of the Madripoor carries on as well. Like you said, the, the haze and the kind of glow overbearing neon lights and uh, it's fantastic and the way Gwen stands out so much against that and then it of course you get that silhouetted shot of Wolverine 65 just looking awesome and looking quite old man Logan-ish with his hat and stuff I'm I'm intrigued to see if he's is he bone claws is he adamantium claws right he looks reasonably young just just judging by that extreme close-up he's not going to be an old man logan type character i would guess and i i I can't wait to see how he ties into the rest of the story and if he's going to be a big player or if he's going to be a kind of a more like a craven thing where he'll show up for a couple of issues and then be part of like feeding it off to a a bigger player in the in the wider spent wider spectrum of their story well knowing how these guys feel about wolverine and their legendary 
spring break wolverine bootleg comic i have a feeling exactly. they'll be taking full advantage of this character as much as they can um but i should say uh Marvel actually did a cool video profile of Robbie working on this issue. And we shared it on our Twitter account. We'll, we'll post it again in the show notes for this page. But it's, it's really worth uh, checking out um, to see how, how this issue came together. And as dark and heavy as this story is, I also love that it did not shy away from its, its trademark weird humor. <laughs> Everything, uh, uh, including a... Earl, an Earl Tubbs Southern Bastards cameo of all places <laughs> on a New York City nutstand. <laughs> Do you have those uh, kind of things in the cities over there, the street food, like the nut carts? Not really, no. Uh, there is one in Norwich that I can think of that is on our... Uh, there's, a, there's a street that's one of our main high streets called London Street, and it's kind of got one nut provider one little thing and, and it's a bit of a novelty it's not a very common street food and like we don't have a, a strong uh latin and obviously latin american latin infused kind of community in the uk in general but particularly in norwich there's no the kind of like burritos and that kind of like street food or we don't really do hot dogs on the street here either mm. um you can you, there's a lot of takeout stuff we we say takeaway a lot of takeaway stuff you can get but not really any anything like that nothing i can think of maybe maybe it's it's different in other parts of the uk and then, to be fair where i'm from in norwich is a bit quiet and a bit quaint and a bit backwards <laughs> but yeah in general from my experience there's not that much street meat we don't wander around picking up corn dogs or bags of nuts or anything like that or or squirrel a squirrel squirrel, squirrel, squirrel nuts squirrel. I don't know what <laughs> No, I, I work in Manhattan. I, I will say I am a sucker for the uh, the roasted cashews. Oh, my goodness. But I love... Cashews is a good choice, so well done. The uh, <laughs> Thank you. But the I, I think it's it's such a quiet, like, background thing. But just Gwen, that's all she wanted in the beginning of the story. She's trying to just get a bag just to snack on. She <laughs> goes to see her dad. It's an emotional thing. And she's, you know, the spider... Gwen and Spider-Man like humor as your coping tactic in a stressful situation. And she's hugging her dad. She's like, just make the pun. Just say today was nuts. And then after all that, Murdoch slaps the bag away from her with, with a stick. And like, that's the end of like the journey of the bag of nuts. And it, it like, I love that kind <laughs> of like, it's happened a few times in this book where there are just quiet, stupid things happening in the background. But that one just jumped out at me for whatever reason. I just burst out laughing. I was like, it didn't fit the moment at all, and yet it did. That that sums up the humor of this series quite yeah, well. Yeah, totally. I mean, you have to laugh, the, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The The food and snacks theme, I mean, we got that with uh, Jefferson and Miles eating the fries, as you <laughs> talked about, Brian, and we're using the passage of time, and it's such a, a funny, clever little way of doing it. And having... We've had food pop up quite a lot in this series as well. We were talking about the... Um, Oh, what was the sam? What was the type of sandwich they had? Type of particular sandwich. kind of sandwich. Oh man! Oh, egg salad yeah. sandwich. <laughs> oh, the egg salad sandwiches. That was it. Yeah, always talking about. There's food-based running jokes in this series, and I just love it. As a as a somewhat fat man, I'm <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, all all kinds of plot threads and all kinds of tones happening in in. in these few pages i mean how would mm. you sum up your spider gwen 19 experience in three words 
I'm going to say dense but exciting. It's left, it's left me wanting more, which is what matters in a comic book, in my opinion. <laughs> That's what matters most. If you hit the 20 page or the 20 second page and you're already like, oh man, it's just ended, I want more. That's what Spider-Gwen does to me and that's what it needs to do and I love it. Yeah, I had a, I had a very similar reaction. If, if I had to sum it up, I'd just say lots to untangle. <laughs> that's definitely true. As well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we thought of this issue, but as always, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line, head over to ultimatespinpodcast.com, click on the talk to us button. You can connect with us on Twitter at The Ultimate Spin or on Facebook at Ultimate Spin Podcast. Let us know what you think. And we're also over on Instagram at Ultimate underscore Spin underscore Podcast. And for all of those sites, we use the hashtags Spider Gwen, Miles Morales, and Spider Man. And you can, of course, find our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Just search for Ultimate Spin. So, Brian, where can people follow you on the internet if they want to keep up with your adventures outside of Ultimate Spin? Ah, uh, if you want to take a look at uh, my Instagram or Twitter or check out other podcasts I've been working on, head on over to project37.net. It's all there. How about you, Jack? Most of my stuff is podcast related at this point. I have far too many other podcasts I'm working on. Uh, we just launched a new one called Sequelizers. It's a movie-based podcast you can follow that at sequelizers on twitter and we are sequelizers.com for our website for links to itunes and everything like that if you want to follow me personally you can go at jlw chambers on twitter as well all right and hey uh sequelizers you're using the british spelling correct oh definitely yes yeah we're all british we're all all very unfortunately very british and it is uh yeah sequel and then i s e r s all right, I S, no, not I Z. No Z. Oh, sorry, no Z, 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 Z. Right. <laughs> Neither Z nor Z in sign of uh, sequelizer. <laughs> we we did actually debate that. Um, just to go on a tangent because it's based on the TV show Equalizer with a Z. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, do we put a Z? Do we? No, let's stick. Let's be British. So yeah, sequelizers with three S's in total. Z's dead, <laughs> baby. Ah, oh man how do we not how do we not pick up on that ah use that next time (laughs) beat me to a pulp fiction reference i feel ashamed so that's it for us for now but coming up spider-man number 16 Uh, spider-man needs a win after an insane universe jumping crossover with spider gwen and his tumultuous home life miles needs an honest to god friendly neighborhood spider adventure he's got his sights set on the unfinished business with black cat we never said miles makes the best choices So we'll find out all about that in our next episode. Thanks as always for listening. We'll catch you soon on the ultimate spin.